Welcome to the Rooksell Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be giving you the objective views on what is the difference between overweight and obesity, and also some subjective views on how much of a problem and how can we solve this problem, which is obesity and overweight towards the end of this podcast episode so i do hope you enjoy the episode if you're new to the podcast my name is farouk i'm the host of the rooks health podcast and also the host of well rooks health in general which you can find us on youtube uh, spotify everywhere pretty much and social media at rooks health so i do encourage you before we get into this episode to go and subscribe to the youtube channel and also check out our social media and give us a follow at rooks health but now let's get into the episode of the day which is the topic of the day which is what's the actual difference between obesity and overweight and why are these terms often used interchangeably a lot of the times you hear overweight obesity people say them and they're not actually sure and what actually classifies someone as overweight what classifies someone as obese and what classifies someone as morbidly obese those are the topics for the day so i hope you enjoy this episode again now let's get into this podcast so let's go straight into it now obesity and overweight have kind of become a sort of controversial topic to talk about in social media or anywhere now so i'm just going to be giving you some cold hard facts and stats for the first part of this podcast so you can actually understand what's up with obesity and overweight Let's start with the definition of overweight and obesity. These are defined by, according to WHO, which is the World Health Organization, as abnormal or excessive fat accumulation that may impair health. So now we have the definition of both of these terms. Now, how is it actually measured? Because that doesn't really tell us the difference between these two uh, things. They're actually measured by a system called BMI, system or tool, whichever one you call it, BMI, which stands for body mass index. A lot of people probably have heard of BMI, a lot just get thrown around very simply. And it's a simple formula, which is weight in kilograms divided by height in meters. Now, it's important to know that BMI is not uh, the most 100% accurate way of measuring this for one primary reason which is it doesn't account for uh, significant muscle mass. So someone who is muscular would actually be probably scoring as overweight or obese. And we know that's not the case. It's just muscle. So there's actually a uh, accompanying method, which is endorsed by the NHS, which is actually in the guidelines. I'll also leave that in the link below, which is to use waist circumference uh, alongside BMI. But I won't get into that because that's like a whole topic for BMI separately now we've acknowledged that as well so bmi is the easiest way to determine if you are overweight underweight um, ideal weight or obese or morbidly obese now that's fine now let's get into the actual ranges that actually tell us the difference between these three so a bmi of 25 to 29.9 if we're being uh, very precise is classified as overweight a bmi of 30 to 40 is classified as obese and 40 and above is generally classified as morbidly obese and just for the sake of since we're already on the topic of bmi a bmi of under 18.5 is classified as underweight if you are between 18.5 and 20 
that's a bit underweight and you know you really shouldn't lose more weight if you're between 18 to 18.5 to 20. So aiming for 20 to 25 is the ideal what you want to be aiming for. Now let's ask the question how much of an issue is it actually? How much of an issue is obesity, overweight, morbidly obese? I'm going to give you some statistics now so you can put it into context because context and background are always very important in health as well as this is the objective side of it. So in the UK, about 63% of the population is overweight or obese. About 67% of men are and about 60% of women are. And in the US, I'm not going to use US stats because the numbers are very much higher. About 40% of the population in the US is obese. So you already know that overweight is going to be a lot higher. So just as a comparison factor. Now, there are multiple factors that could cause this difference between men and women, but we won't get into that. Just so you have an idea, it can be attributed to things like lifestyle choices, as I'm always saying, uh, biology and just general statistics. I won't get into that too much for this episode. Now, let's put that into numbers again. So the ages 55 to 64 in men are actually the highest population of men that are actually obese, which is about 82% of men in this age group are obese or overweight. And for women, it's ages 64, or sorry, 65 to 74. And that's about 70% of women. So you see that difference again. It's not actually exactly the same between the men and women. Now, this is very interesting because it tends to be the older population. And the reason for that is it's quite, it's almost, it's a bit complex, but it's also simple at the same time, which is the older you get, uh, lifestyle changes happen. You know, you're not as active just because of natural old age and varying, varying factors. You get a bit older, you get a bit less active, etc., etc. These are natural things that happen, can be prevented, but these are things that we see. Now, I know I've shoved some stats into your face, but how does this actually relate to you? Here's one more stat just before we get into the chunk of the video. In the UK, there's a general trend that obesity has actually been increasing and to an extent plateauing uh, in the recent years. Just because it's plateauing doesn't mean it's, it's necessarily great. It's kind of still going up at a high number. And over the last few years, it's still been kind of on the rise both of these categories which is um, unfortunate because of just the health risks these two categories pose and if you want to just compare the uk to other countries you know it it ranks meh it's not really great it's kind of in the middle of the actually it's in the middle of the top of the countries which are hit by obesity and overweight the most as you know america is probably is always number one and it's number one in that category unfortunately but that's a whole other video I can get into as to why the numbers between America and everywhere else are so high. Now, let's get into the second part of this video, which is why should you even care? Why does this matter to you who's listening to this podcast? If you aren't overweight or obese, or even if you are, why should you even care? It's your choice. It's your lifestyle. It's you. Now, let's get into that. Now, over 700,000 people are admitted into hospitals due to obesity, either being the primary or secondary cause of them being admitted into the hospital, which just means that if someone comes into the hospital, 
and they find that it's directly because of their obesity or their overweight that is giving them the health issue or it's a secondary thing for example you come in with knee pain or a significant amount of arthritis in your knee and you find the doctors or whoever's assessing you the clinician finds that you know obesity is also playing a secondary factor in this and now this would come to no surprise that the most common diagnoses are knee joints pains and knee joint problems heart issues hip issues and actually one that actually i think surprised me a bit was maternal issues those are the primary causes that people come in and then they find that obesity is also a problem now this next part would actually come to a bit of a surprise and no surprise to depending on who is actually listening to this podcast but one of the most few of the most common risks associated with being overweight and obese is diabetes type 2 diabetes to be specific joint issues you see a lot of knee problems and other joints primarily knee hips those are primarily load-bearing joints that see a lot of the issues also ankles as well now there's heart issues that are associated as one of the more common risks some certain types of cancers are actually associated with this and one that is often overlooked this one is actually a very interesting one which is the psychological risk now you might be wondering you might be wondering what all these psychological risks that i'm talking about which is things like depression and other associated issues because they are definitely a risk and we often overlook these because we don't think we always think of you know overweight and obesity are physical problems solely but we know that if we're looking at it from a holistic aspect which just means looking at everything around an individual so you listening to this it might be looking at the mental aspects the social aspects the emotional aspects the whole five pillars and how this actually affects people now what are the causes of obesity it's kind of straightforward and it's also not straightforward straightforward because we know that things like lack of physical activity lack of exercise dieting choices lifestyle choices but there are also things like genetics but it's also important to note that just because you've been dealt with a certain deck of cards i actually get this from somewhere else i can't remember where else something i watch just because you've been dealt a deck of cards doesn't mean you cannot reshuffle them now often we fall into this uh, category that because my parents were overweight because my grandparents were overweight that means i'm destined to be overweight as well now we know this is not the case yes everyone is a bit different and everyone has to maybe either work harder work less but it is possible so i don't want people to get that idea that you know it's not your fault and there's nothing you can do about it because there is now let's get into treating obesity and if you look at the nhs website it tells you straight up that it's not an easy journey and it's there are no shortcuts to it now if you see an ad or someone telling you you can lose a lot of weight with no exercise and no dieting and no nothing it's probably not very real because there is no way unless uh, there's no healthy way i should say that you can lose a lot of weight and all this type of things with no dieting no exercise and no changes of any lifestyle it's just not real or it's not healthy to say in the long term and possibly in the short term as well now 
obviously this journey is very difficult when you're talking about overweight and obesity so i'm going to give three recommendations and three-step plan in a sense about how you can actually do it the first step is for you if you are struggling with weight and you know it's a problem or you are at risks of struggling with weight or you just know or you have a feeling i'm going to put in the description some beautiful articles and some beautiful uh, plans for, provided by the nhs and other organizations that can actually help that i strongly believe can actually be helpful and a very supportive to this movement in the uk uh, primarily there's a whole push to a better health culture which i kind of like as well because i think sometimes we forget that you know some of the choices we make now as we're young or at a certain age will pay off in the future now again it's not an easy journey and it's going to be difficult and there's no shortcuts but i promise you that the end goal is definitely worth it just that better health is definitely worth it i do a whole podcast another episode of how to exercise for beginners i strongly recommend you have a look at that if you are thinking about going into exercise it's very very clear and it's short as well short and sweet now the second aspect is for others if you know someone who is struggling with weight or you know someone who is at risk of struggling with weight things like this it's very imperative that you be supportive now having a supportive system is one of the most important things on any journey on any form of better health journey because we know that social aspects play a significant role in health now imagine if you had someone who was non-supportive and didn't really care and you were you said something like could you help me lose weight and they said no i'm all right thank you very much uh i'm busy i'm too busy i can't help you that, we know that that's not very helpful now if you know someone and they ask you hey man what are you doing how can i get to where i want to go and if you know this sometimes you may not so you may have to refer to someone who knows better but at least showing that support that you are you understand and you're ready to help them is very very important and it can go a very long way so being as supportive as possible is a very good effort good effort i'm going to do a whole youtube and instagram on body positivity and body shaming later so stay tuned for that as well and the last part this podcast is getting a bit longer already is the fact that little steps help and they go a long way what do i mean by little steps is things now trying to get from point a to point b in one single go can be very difficult trying to lose 10 kg in one week can be very difficult and so it's putting it into perspective and saying things like you want to go step by step you know setting realistic goals so you can achieve the little things first and these little things start to build up into bigger things what do i mean by this is simply that you know those little lifestyle changes can make a big difference down the pipeline things like taking the stairs whenever you can or just walking a bit more or little little things and one thing i found out was that brisk walking is actually a very very good way to actually reduce your risks of a lot of these things just walking you know it's something that we often overlook as you know it's a pedantic uh, task you know why not why walk when you can take an uber or because everything is so convenient but you know those little little things and little little things like maybe just reducing your snacking a bit more i do a whole episode about snacking and building a relationship with food with justin reed sims who is a 
performance nutritionists, really smart guys. I strongly recommend you check out that episode. Now, I know this episode is not as in-depth as previous episodes just because this is kind of a pointer episode to point to the previous episodes I've done, which are very, very enlightening and very, very useful in both talking about food, nutrition, and also just exercise. So I strongly recommend you have a look at those other ones. And in the next few weeks, I will be doing more episodes. I've actually already done episodes about nutrition, psychology, and they'll be coming out as well. So I strongly recommend you stay tuned so you can check out those episodes. Another main aim of this episode was primarily just to raise the awareness because I will be talking about things like this in the coming episodes. So I just wanted to bring this to the forefront of the conversation for now. But um, I think enough of your time has been taken already. So thank you again for listening to the podcast. And thank you for supporting the podcast again. And till next week, ooh, before we go, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel because I will also do a video of this in with a bit more infographics and visuals. And again, follow the Rook's Health Instagram and Twitter. Thank you very much. And see you next week on the Rooks Health Podcast.